by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling. Yes, it is time right now for In the Garden with Peter Burke, author of Year-Round Indoor Salad Gardening. In the Garden today is brought to you by The Willie Store, your true value hardware store near Caspian Lake in Greensboro. By Clausen's Florist Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, your full-service florist in Colchester, Clausen's.com. By Guy's Farm and Yard, your neighborhood community feed grain animal and yard store with locations in Morrisville, Montpelier, St. Albans, and Williston. GuysFarmandYard.com By Grow Compost, compost soils, mulches, and expert gardening advice on Route 2 in Moortown. GrowCompost.com By PNR Lumber, your complete local lumber store on Route 15 in Wolcott. By Menards Agway, your yarn garden and pet place, Brooklyn Street, Morrisville. By Blossom Cottage Florist, top quality flower arrangements, and Taste of the North on Route 302 in Barry. Online at tasteofthenorth.com. In the Garden also brought to you by Linda's Apparel, bursting with vibrant colors, stylish accessories, sparkling jewelry, and the most captivating collections of ladies' fashions around. Linda's Apparel on Main Street in Virgenz. Also brought to you by Jail Branch Greenhouse, Perennials Annual Soils, great selection on Route 302 in Barry. Also, your locally owned Agway store, seeds and feeds and a whole lot more. Agway on Route 2 in Montpelier. Right now, it is time for In the Garden. Your phone calls are welcome. Our numbers are 244-1777, the local number. Toll-free is 1-877-291-8255. And here's your host, Peter Burke. Hey, Joe. Good. <laughs> How's good it going? Afternoon. Pretty good. Yeah, good. Um, so I have started out with the apology um, that uh, I had said that Ed would be here this week, and I really meant he would be here the week after. And uh, as soon as uh, Joel got a call and somebody said, oh, that's uh, Ed's birthday, I thought, well, wait a minute. <laughs> so anyway, um, happy birthday, Ed, and, uh, and uh, I hope you're enjoying your day. <laughs> but it's next week that Ed is going to be here. So the garden has been, uh, well, what could we ask for more? I mean, we've had hot weather. We've got a good bunch of rain to... Uh, the corn uh, in the fields, my goodness, I saw it started to tassel. The tomatoes are setting and even ripening. And uh, I had, and I have to admit, for breakfast, um, a uh, tomato mayonnaise sandwich. 
who could resist, right? <laughs> my my hot cherry peppers, the little round ones. Oh yeah, they're starting yeah. Starting to turn color once they Ooh. get red. Oh uh, boy, watch out! Dynamite. Huh? Yep. <laughs> Can you eat those, or do you? <laughs> you? You know, I have to admit, I blanch them first. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I blanch them first, then fill them full full of uh, cabbage, extra sharp cheese, oh. and put them under the broiler. Oh for my gosh! Just a minute or two. <laughs> but yeah, I do blanch them first. If you don't, uh, you you really are a, a, a hot pepper aficionado. Not me. Not me. I, I mean, I don't mind a little bit of hot, but uh, my wife can, can eat something that I just cannot even touch. But um, yes, that sounds like a, a jalapeno popper without the... Uh, Pretty much so, yeah. 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 <clears throat> sounds delicious. So, But the little round cherry ones, oh, they are wonderful. You and, know, it's not just the hot. They have such a great taste, and I think it's... <laughs> Part of it's homegrown. I've never had anything quite like it. Yes. Though. And uh, if you were listening to Jack, he played the song, you know, uh, uh, in the homegrown, homegrown tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, money can't buy. The two things that money can't buy. That's true love and homegrown tomatoes. <laughs> so we we had, uh, now uh, we decided to try a little uh, uh, Vermont uh, blue cheese that we had from the co-op and and uh, and and uh, the, the uh, big slab of tomato was about a half inch thick, and and uh, boy, was that good! That was that was something else. So this is the season. Yeah, can't can't wait to make uh, uh, grilled cheese and tomatoes. Oh, they, <laughs> a little and, red onion, right? Yeah, and you know, and and it is those big uh, uh, tomatoes that you you, you slice uh -huh. one huge slice for, uh -huh. for the tomato part. Yep. Yeah, it's big enough to fill the whole slice of bread. It's just yeah. throw it on there. Yeah, yeah, delicious. Well, we're gonna sign off and go out to eat somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later, guys. So, just, right just put the music on and. We'll <laughs> My I know it. I know it. Well, uh, so <laughs> that's the uh, that's the story right now. And the garden is now we are in uh, we're in the thick of it. So homegrown tomatoes. Um, uh, our peppers are starting to come in, uh, Joel's peppers. Um, uh, I had one la last uh, picking of rhubarb. Uh, that was that was nice. But, the, oh, blueberries are just incredible right now. Yeah, it looks like a great season. Uh, it's been great for us. Unfortunately, we have not been hit with the uh, the maggot there. The, the alginate or whatever it, they call them. Yeah. The, the fruit fly. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm putting up little signs, no fruit fries uh, allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me know if that works for you. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, listen, if, if you have any questions about gardening or you want to share a story of something you're harvesting that you're very happy with, uh, just give us a call at 244-1777 uh, or toll-free 1-877-291-8255. And so we welcome your calls. And uh, just a reminder that if you don't have a chance to listen to the show today, uh, you need to run out and do some errands. Well, uh, you can catch the show on podcast. And then there's also some other uh, words of wisdoms online uh, under the In the Garden uh, uh, heading there. I think we have a call right off the bat. And I'm going to oh. live dangerously. And, and you're going to answer the phone? Right directly on the air. Let's see. That, I think it's that button right there. Let's hope. hope. Hopefully it's not a uh, bill collector. Your first name in town. Hello. 
Yes, his history mountain power. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, right. They're going to turn off my power. <laughs> uh, unless okay. I send a money order right I, now. <laughs> That's right. <I'm laughs> this is Jerry from Berlin. Hey, Jerry. How are you doing? Oh, good. Did, did you say Gary or Jerry? Jerry. Oh, okay. Jay. All um, right. Welcome. Two questions. Yeah. One, uh, my dad obviously just boomed. Just yeah. Yep. Incredible. Yep. And uh, but my zucchinis, they're huge plants, but mm -hmm. not very many zucchinis. Yeah. And same with a little bit with my yellow squash. Um, but is that because of pollination? Is that because of lack of bees? Uh. Probably not. It's probably the hot weather uh, that that preceded this this uh, the rain, uh, but they'll grow out of that. I mean, you you know, it it does happen that it'll put out a lot of male flowers. It'll have flowers that are the smaller, long stem flowers, and right. maybe that's what you're seeing right now. And and that'll happen. It'll, it'll you'll grow out of it, and before you know it, you'll have baseball bats in there. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is I have like a three week late start i would say mm -hmm. so yeah. i'm like you know yeah, i'm sure. hoping that i can well I no get you'll you'll end. get your zooks i mean uh, uh, this is you know it's not even august yet you've got eight weeks uh, before we get our first frost so you've got eight weeks of zucchini coming up and um if you've got big plants you will definitely have the flowers um if you're really frustrated about it you know you can hand uh uh, pollinate them with a, a Q-tip if you want yeah, to. Chances yeah. are slim, though, that with a flower that big, you won't have uh, some critter. No, they're in there. flowering and stuff. So maybe yeah. I'm just you're, worrying you're, over nothing. Yeah, you are. Yeah, that's okay. Well, well okay, you know, other, I, I'm anxious uh, too for mine. <laughs> I know. I've lived here for mm -hmm. 63 years. <laughs> um, the other thing I have a question about is my squash, my yellow squash. Uh, which is my favorite in yeah. the garden. Yep. A little rot on the end of some of them, and I don't. Yeah. Is what is causing that? Um. Well, it's hard to tell exactly, but uh, sometimes if they're touching the ground, um, yeah, they when are. the when the flower starts to die back. Right. It, it'll it'll rot on the end there. So what right, you want to so do I'll... is try to get a little bit of straw underneath there. Um, I have okay. uh, I'm, right now I'm growing a, a variety called trombone zucchini. It's an Italian zucchini, and I actually trellis that up on an eight foot trellis. And it, um, you know, on a four foot by eight foot trellis, I've used three plants, and it grows all the way up. Now you I can. Know, I should have done that with my cucumbers. Well, but you know, I'm old school. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so you, what you need to do is sort of prevent that contact with that constant moist soil. Uh, yeah. Where the you know where your bacteria is basically just doing the job it was meant to do, and that's to you know deteriorate things. You know. To yeah, that's what them. I thought. I probably should yeah. do, but I wanted yeah. to ask the question. So you can slip a board under there, a piece of cardboard, a little straw, something. Hey, newspaper. Uh, yeah, yeah, newspaper worked fine. Um, yeah. The the um, anything like newspaper, you have to watch in that when it dries out, it can blow around. Oh, I, yeah, I, I did it because you guys gave the suggestion. I did it around my tomatoes and peppers. Yep, yep. And uh, I have uh, 
um, some chips of wood yep. to hold it down, hold but it I down. keep it yeah. away from the plant. That's great. And, and it worked great. Yeah, it worked great. Oh, good. Me. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and oh. so that's that's all that's happening with those. And generally, you know, they'll continue to grow and get to size, and you just have to skin off the end of it when you're using it. And, okay. Uh, uh, one of the things that we do, and I've mentioned it before, is that when you get that whoops zucchini, you know, the one that's the size of a baseball bat, um, <laughs> we all want one of those, you know. Oh yeah, we stuff them. Well, stuffing them is great. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a uh, you know it's it's terrible or anything. And then sometimes we'll uh, go ahead and freeze them. We just uh, you know blanch them in a little water and uh, puree them in the food processor and throw them in a gallon bag. Put them in the freezer, and it makes the best soup stock you could ever want. Oh, nice. Thank you for that. It is so good. I mean, it's the, the zucchini is mild enough that whatever you put in it, it doesn't really, you know, overwhelm it at all. But it makes a terrific soup, soup stock, and it's a great way to use the, the whoops. Oh, wait until whoops. I tell my wife that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You've uh, added a lot to my day. And, okay, uh, Jerry. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your call. Yeah, take care. Bye. <laughs> okay, and as I always say, that if uh, if by chance you don't have any zucchini, just park your car anywhere, <laughs> leave, your... The, leave the window down, and the seat will be full of them. You know when when they do come in. Well, that reminds me, I'll leave the windows down because we <laughs> we like those big ones, big zucchinis. <laughs> yeah, there is a at, at the fair. There's the big zucchini. <laughs> you know, contest, and I'm, I'm I'm I always go home with my tail between my legs when I go see the you know the at the Champlain Fair and then the Tunbridge and Tunbridge the, Fair mm-hmm. in terms of the the huge pumpkin, oh yeah, the huge I know. zucchini and the tall sunflowers. I know, but it has to be a passion. I mean, it has yeah, to be oh, that's yeah. what you're doing. I mean, those big pumpkins, you know, you need a a, a forklift or. A, you know, there's no way a person can handle that. You'd have to have a tractor or something to pick it up and put it in the back of a truck. I once uh, did a lot of reading about them because I mm-hmm. wanted, when my, my granddaughter, who is uh, uh, four now, mm-hmm. when she was tiny, we had a big pumpkin, and she went in, and she fit inside the pumpkin. She loved it, you know. But now she's four, so I'm really going to have to grow a much bigger pumpkin if there's any chance of this. But Well, when my youngest son was pretty young, and we grew these tomatoes, and we went out, and we carved his name. You know, you can scratch right, the, uh, yes. somebody's name in the skin of a pumpkin while it's still green, and as it grows, you know, it becomes sort of a scar, and it's a pumpkin with his name on it. He was so surprised and thrilled when he saw that pumpkin that that it had his name right on it. You know, fantastic. <laughs> I, did, I did that with my my daughters as yeah. well. But part yeah. of part of my reading on these people that were sharing their secrets and my goodness, they did something every day. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one fellow was, you know, had a huge pumpkin, and he was. Uh, talking about how he actually could could see it grow if he would go away for three or four hours mm-hmm. he could actually you know because he was mm-hmm. making little marks in the, in the yep. soil yeah and yep. the thing was growing and this it, is clearly a person with too much time on their hands well, well, absolutely <laughs> but the, the best story was uh, one of them in the middle of the night this huge explosion the thing actually grew to the point where it exploded. No. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, no. He said there was nobody out there. There was no vandalism or anything. It just kept growing too fast for its own. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't even go into all the different secrets and soil. I know. You know I, and, I, 
I've read them too. Enhancements. I mean, it's yeah, really yeah. amazing. Yeah, I got the the book on the giant pumpkin yeah. book. You know, that's that one. It's all but, voodoo. Well, we <laughs> talk about explosions. Did you guys get that uh, lightning storm last night? Oh boy! You know, I, I slept through it. I was told about. It. How oh, could I sleep through? How it? could you sleep I mean, through I would, that? I would, I, would, you know, I would sleep through Vesuvius. You know, <laughs> apparently, I mean, I, I, you know, it was one of those times where you. I just had to take. I had. I, I had to sleep, and mm-hmm. I was dead asleep. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, the the dog just coughing would wake me up yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, I slept through it all. Everybody else was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> well, we both woke up. Dog, That's for dog sure. Dog was under the bed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that reminded we had one dog who was absolutely petrified of, of uh, you know, the thunder. And uh, she would, uh, uh, otherwise completely unflappable, but when there was thunder, more than lightning, it was the thunder that seemed to bother her. Uh, she was a, uh, a Keys, not a Keysend, yeah, yeah, and uh, no, and she was a Norwegian Elkhound, and she she would just, the only time she would ever get upset. But we had those last night, that's for sure. So, um, one of the things I wanted to continue talking about... Why don't we take our first break right now? Yeah, go right ahead. That'll give you a running start on it. Running start. And, of course, uh, your phone calls to our listeners always welcome. But we Mm -hmm. are most grateful for the fine sponsors, underwriters who make this program possible. Mm -hmm. Hey, plants. How's it going? Hi, Kate. Um, Can I... uh ask you a question. Of course. I need help growing some uh, indoor tomatoes. Oh, tomatoes. I dabble a bit. (laughs) Not too much, of course, but what's wrong with indulging in a tomato now and then? No worries. I gotcha. Guy's Farm and Yard, where Vermonters go to grow. Did somebody say tomatoes? Get a load of the racks at Linda's Apparel. Summer is alive and well at Linda's Apparel. Vibrant colors, stylish accessories, sparkly jewelry, a captivating collection of women's fashions, soft eye-catching pastels, effervescent splashes of color, simple to essential. If it's time to freshen up what's in your closet for hot summer days, visit Linda's Apparel, Main Street, Virgins. A perfect place to find yourself this summer. Hi, this is Lisa from Grow Compost of Vermont. Grow Compost works every day to complete our food cycle from farm to plate and back to the soil. We collect food scraps and farm residuals and transform them into organic soils for our local farms and gardens. Depend on Grow Compost to provide the finest compost and premium potting soil for all your growing needs. Visit us at growcompost.com for more information about food scrap pickup or soil deliveries. Grow Compost, exceptional local soils. And do mention uh, that uh, you heard uh, these uh, messages on In the Garden with Peter Burke. And Peter, we'll, we'll, we'll get you started on okay. you your butt. You got a phone call. We, we have a phone call. So go, go for it. Your first name in town, please. Hello. Are we still there? I think we should be. Yeah. Let me try this again. Yeah. There, there you are. Hello. First name in town. Uh. Let's try it one more time. First name in town? Hello? Norm Busca, Bristol. Okay, thank you for calling. You're Hi, welcome. what can we do for you today? Welcome. Hi, um, um, I, that was my sister that actually picked up. I, I'm, I'm down at her house. Uh, I was delivering berries today, so I had to stop in here so I wouldn't miss you. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, 
question about I have a question about watermelon. Okay. Uh, I've heard or read somewhere that you should only let one watermelon develop on each vine. Is that rule of thumb or uh, that it the idea that you should limit the number is is accurate. One is a little extreme. You know, okay. and but it sort of depends on how big of a melon you want. You know, in Vermont, it's tough to get a good size melon. You know, right. uh, and yeah, if you're looking for a good size melon and you want sweet, that's probably a great idea to to okay. to limit the number of uh, blossoms. Uh, so, but it's not a, com you know, it's not a prerequisite or anything like that. A lot of times, no. and, and this is just the flower and the fruit. You let the vine continue to grow. Right. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I was listening to the, on my way over here, I yeah. listened to one of your uh, callers say something about, or you did about yeah. putting paper or something underneath the developing fruit. Should I yeah. do that with watermelon soap? You should put something underneath, yeah. If nothing else, just to keep it from being yellow. And a lot of times the slugs will will come in contact and, and head up yeah. and, and start to scar it. Not that they do a lot of damage on something like that. But when the smaller fruits are there, they can do a fair amount of damage. So, yeah, anything you can do to just keep it up off the ground some is a good idea. Um, I've, I've seen probably uh, dozens of different ways that people do that. Well, one of the things that I have done is actually growing them on a a, a trellis, and you can you know, uh, you can actually you know you can actually make a little you know little bag or a little net sort of thing to hold them while they're growing up on a trellis. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little more work, but if, but if you've got the ground space, that's fine. You just you know yeah. when a vine is in touch with the ground. You know, you probably want to mulch it because uh, the ground will will tend to, you know, uh, uh, make it susceptible to powdery mildew because of the moisture from the ground coming up. Yeah. Um, but so uh, yeah. I, got, I got some diatomaceous earth. I'm thinking about just going out there and I think we've got like three or four days of dry weather coming up. So I'm thinking mm -hmm. about just circling it around the, the whole, all that area. Do you have a fruit already? A fruit that's oh god, yeah, I've got them bigger than a softball. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah, they're doing really well this year. All the vine crops seem to be doing. I don't care if it's wild vine yeah. or, or squash yep. or watermelon. Mm -hmm. All the vines are doing very well this year. Yeah, the heat, they're heat lovers. That's for sure. Yes, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about your so tomatoes? I, are they doing good too? Yeah, they're not doing bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. Been a good year all the way around, I think. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, put something under the. I might let a, some of those vines produce two uh, watermelons. I've got little ones developing, but some of them are starting to drop off. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I don't know. What well, the problem is the important thing to remember is that they are they're they're a pretty heavy feeder. You want to make sure you give them a tablespoon of um, you know some sort of fertilizer or. You know, spray them with a uh, liquid fertilizer if you if you oh, want. Oh sure, I've got some of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you know the fish or fish and seaweed or um, you know any of those uh, um, uh, kinds of fertilizers are great. You know, they they seem to respond well to that. 
And uh, sometimes when you spray them like that, it does help to uh, change the acid level on the leaves so you're less likely to get the powdery mildew, which, which eventually show up. I have one more bit of information. I just stopped at one of my customers on the way down, and uh, mm -hmm. he's telling me he, he's got coyotes going into his corn, mm -hmm. his early corn, stripping off the corn, and he's got cameras throughout the woods, and he found where they were piling it up. No. And then they go back. Yes. Have you ever heard of that before? I've heard a bear doing that. I, I have actually, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, where... <laughs> uh, uh, you know, where they will strip them off and make a pile, and then they'll just lay down and gorge themselves. Well, that's uh, what, what these coyotes are doing. I, I never heard of that. I, I wouldn't think that, uh, that I thought they were just completely carnivorous. I wouldn't think that they would. That's uh, what I thought, too. And he says he's uh, got pictures of them stockpiling and eating it. I'll be dying. I'd love to see those. I'd love to see that picture, honestly. Oh. I'll ask him if you know, yeah. can get a copy of that. Yeah. Maybe I'll send it up to the well, <laughs> I'm a, I know one of my dogs used to make himself sick on the cobs, you know. He would chew on the cobs, oh, really? but I always thought that was just the butter that was left over on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a piece of butter, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. This, this is, uh, so, no, Norm, I've never, never heard of that before. That's just what we I, need is something else eating the corn. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's got it in a remote area across the road mm -hmm. where his stand is. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. I said, maybe the electric fence would work. You know, it works with coons and yeah. deer. Why wouldn't, it, why wouldn't it work with coyotes? Uh, absolutely. Well, I was talking to a lady at the co-op, and she was saying, well, something's eating my catnip, and I think it's the deer, you know. And... Uh, um, you know, they did the same thing. They got picture. Or, how did she discover it? Anyway, she turned out it was a, the, a rat that was coming up. That was eating, a rat? I know, uh, eating her, oh. her catnip. <laughs> oh, my God. That's one thing you don't want to see on your No way. Your she lives in the city, catnip. you know, and so there are rats around. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Norm, okay, thanks. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for the uh, the piece of uh, the tip there. I appreciate that too. All right. Bye bye. Bye now. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. We got another call. Let me let me do this. Okay. Let me do this, and then let me do this. Okay. And uh, your first name in town, please. Uh, Nancy. Nancy, how are you doing? Where are you from? I'm, I'm from Port Henry, New York. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, I have a person who wants me to plant some trailing arbutus and i know that it's an acid lover it's supposed to be a lover of ph of 4.5 yeah that's and her pretty... soil is pretty neutral uh -huh. do you have any ideas how i could change the soil quickly? oh sure yeah you know you yeah just go uh, to you know local agway or uh, blue seal feeds and they have the acidifiers, just various different ones. Uh, um, the uh, like the plant tone. Um, uh, let's see here. There's a there's a uh, what do they call that? <laughs> anyway, it's you just put it down, and I use it on my blueberries every year. It's both a fertilizer and a acidifier. Oh, the holly tone. Holly tone. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and oh, okay. and and that that'll change it enough, and also give it a little bit of uh, uh, you know food. Um, uh, if you don't want the fertilizer, if they're uh, if they are um, you know if they don't like too much uh, nitrogen, then you can just get a um, uh, you know just ask them for you want to make it more acid soil. Okay. And I th I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's I thought it was a sulfate of some sort. 
Yeah, I think it's aluminum sulfate. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so you can. Uh, you, it's easy enough to to bring up, and you have to be careful because if you put too much manure on or something like that, it'll uh, it tends to make it more neutral. So. Okay. Uh, you want to stay I've, with something like that. I've got one more question. Shoot. Go ahead. Um, with daffodils, should I continue to put some kind of fertilizer on them every year, like a a bulb tone on them to get them to rebloom? Or you can. You'll get better. You'll get larger blooms. Uh, the 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 best way to to get larger blooms though, is to go ahead and dig them up and divide them because they're like a in a sense like a garlic bulb, if you if you will. They'll you know they make multiple. Um, cloves or bulbs, you know, uh, and then uh, so they'll get a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller. So if you if you really want to keep them healthy, then go ahead and uh, dig them up and divide them and you know spread them out around. Is this a good time to dig them up? Uh, yeah, I'd say it probably. Well, no, you want to wait a little bit more towards the fall because uh, if you dig them up and plant them now, they'll probably sprout again. Okay. And uh, so you want it to, you know, more like uh, September, you know, towards towards the fall. Okay. But uh, you'll have to mark them so you know where they are because right. by then the tops will be died back. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, kiddo. Thanks for the okay. call. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you for your call. And the program is In the Garden with Peter Burke. We await your call. But once again, we'd like to thank the sponsors that bring us this program each week here on Radio Vermont. Where do you find locally grown plants? At Montpelier Ragway, of course. Their nursery is full of locally grown annuals, perennials, vegetables, herbs, and hanging baskets. Buy six six-inch annuals for just $36. And all trees, shrubs, and blueberries are 20% off. Montpelier Agway, locally owned. Route 2, Montpelier. Hello, Ben Patson here from PR Lumber. Our sawmill is celebrating our 47th year in 2018. PR Lumber is proud to continue serving our local community with locally sourced, locally processed spruce, pine, hemlock, cedar, and tamarack lumber. Check out our large stock of rough and plain lumber at Route 15 Wilkin. Support your local family owned business. PR Lumber, 472 6636, Monday through Friday, 7 to 4 30, and 8 to noon on Saturdays. 472 6636. Local lumber, local service. Put us first. If you think about shopping where you can find everything you need, local foods, beers, wines and cheeses, local produce and breads and groceries, a full hardware department, clothing and footwear that are the best names and quality, the cheapest gas around, and housewares, think no further than the family-owned Willie's Store in downtown Greensboro. Willie's brand spices, meats and seafood, gardening and sugaring supplies. If Willie's doesn't have it, you certainly can get along without it. The Willie's Store across from Caspian Lake in Greensboro, like them on Facebook. You are listening to WDEV News Radio, a network of stations owned and operated by the Radio Vermont Group. 96.1 WDEV FM, Warren and Waitsfield. 96.5 W243 AT Berry. 98.3 W252 CU Montpelier. Along with our founding station, AM550 WDEV Waterbury Montpelier. And online at WDEVradio.com. WDEV also serves the Northeast Kingdom at 101.9 W270BR Island Pond.
Ah, that makes it all official. That makes it all official right now. We are in the garden with Peter Burke and another <laughs> half hour of the program. Uh, your phone calls are welcome, but I think probably right now we will get around. <laughs> Usually about five minutes before the end of the program, we get around to for the information that Peter would like to share you. But we always have we always give priority to, to you, the listener. Absolutely, yeah, we appreciate those calls for sure. Um, so uh, I, I started out last week uh, just sort of uh, with a. The idea that um, it's a good idea to learn several different kinds of uh, uh, different ways to store the harvest because um, the most common ones, of course, are, you know, canning, freezing, drying, uh, cold storage and uh, pickling or, you know, fermentation. And you can use all of them uh, for the same crop at different times, or you can use a combination of freezing and then using the, the freezer to make uh, the frozen fruits and stuff like that to make jams later on. Um, so the, um, the number one, or the, the first one in the bunch I want to talk about is canning. And it, oddly enough, canning, of course, is called canning. Uh, but it, we usually do it in a glass jar, and it's because when they first started uh, preserving foods, uh, they did it in tin cans, and so it was always been called canning. And it's just not called jarring or, or glassing or anything like that. <laughs> so, but now today, uh, the, the standard ball or mason jars that, that we all know uh, and use for everything in our, in our pantry, um, you know, was actually invented back in the 1900s. Uh, the precursor to that was like 1865. So they've been around for a very long time, and it's a, a tried and true uh, method of, um, of preserving foods. But the um, the important thing, and and I I can't emphasize this enough, it is extremely important to know that there's a different. There are two different ways to to can. Well, unless you still use the same jar, the same lids, the same rims, all of that. But uh, for high acid foods, and that would be like your, your uh, tomatoes and uh, your uh, jams and jellies and pickles and all of those things, uh, high acid foods, and technically it's like 4.6 and, and, uh, and, uh, and lower, those high acid foods can be done in a water bath. Uh, low acid foods like uh, peas and string beans and carrots and uh, you know peppers or anything anything that is a low acid food has to be done with a pressure canner it, you can't use the water bath for those very important difference you know um, you know f because uh, because the if you use the water bath for a low acid food it can you know you can get botulism from it so it's important to note the difference that canning has actually two separate methods for two different for the two different uh, uh, kinds of vegetables. The water bath that we know so well uh, is basically, you know, you, you have the glass jars, you fill them with the hot food, you put them in, a, in a, enough water to cover them, you boil them for so many minutes, and then you take them out and you let them cool off. And, and uh, if you've ever canned, you know the very distinctive little sound that it makes, it makes a little pop sound. 
which means it creates enough of a vacuum to to pull the little little dimple lid in so it goes you know snap and you'll hear that and my wife always sits there and she'll she'll wait and she'll count them one you know two and we usually do seven at a time because we have one of those enameled uh, um, canning uh, canners with the uh, the wire rack in it and all the rest just a very standard thing and and because a lot of times we're doing it in the middle of the summer, I have this uh, you know side burner on my my grill that I use, and it's a it's great you know because it produces a lot of uh, BTUs and it's uh, outdoors and it doesn't steam up the kitchen or anything, and uh, well, we can prepare all the foods just inside the uh, kitchen and and then head out and and uh, you know do the work outdoors so it's it's not heating up the kitchen. Uh, so that's the water bath, meth- bath method, and um, I use that uh, for my, uh, t- you know, tomatoes, uh, the jams, pickles. We do our deli beans. I make salsa. Um, you could actually that uh, rhubarb uh, compote, your rhubarb compost that right. you do. Uh, you could actually uh, that's high acid enough that you could uh, use the the water um, bath method. Uh, pickled beets, uh, you know, anything that's got the vinegar in it. I make a, I make a a, a salsa uh, out of tomatillos, and I don't know. I should bring some in for you, Joel. You ever had that tomatillo salsa? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I, I once so, grew the tomatillos, but we didn't really do that much with it. Well, if you uh, if you, I have a, a chopper, you know, that chops them up in little eighth inch pieces. And uh, so the, the tomatillas, the sweet onions of Vidalia onion, or I have, grow the Walla Wallas, they're, they're great. And then, uh, you know, sweet peppers, maybe a little bit of that hot pepper that you have, um, and a uh, little bit of olive oil and, and uh, balsamic vinegar and a little salt. And it makes the, the best fresh salsa that you just, you know, uh, I'll bring it in for you. It's just really delicious. And... Uh, so I have a, I, I also can that, and I just have to increase the amount of vinegar that I put in there because it's, uh, and the um, there's great references online and also just in the in little booklets of the ball, uh, you know, the ball company has uh, that does the canning jars has a great little booklet and you should use that and follow it uh, or they also have uh, online uh, uh, recipes and. So you want to keep right close to their recipe, uh, particularly with with how much vinegar you add. The dilly beans that we do, we do usually 30 of those pint and a half jars, the little quilted ones, you know. And uh, by the end of uh, by the end of uh, August, uh, our you go to get a glass out of our our cupboard, and there's no glasses left because they've all been filled with dilly beans. <laughs> And then as the winter goes on, we refill the cupboard with all the jars. <laughs> so they do double duty in the kitchen. <laughs> and um, so those we all do in the water bath method. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's real. It's real easy to do. Uh, but um, let's see. And then uh, the other method, which is it's it's important to... You have to have an actual pressure canner and that you just need to read your book. But the idea is, is basically the same except for the fact that it's higher heat, it's under pressure. And, um, you know, the, of course, the times are, are, you know, a lot shorter in a pressure canner. 
you can do even meats, uh, you know, if you want to can uh, the chicken or, or, you know, the beef or anything else that you that you have, you can can those with a pressure canner. Um, but uh, the low acid foods are like uh, peas, you know, uh, string beans, you know, corn, carrots, and and all peppers, um, those are all low acid foods that you need to have a pressure canner to, to process, to actually, you know, process them safely. So do you have a pressure canner, Joel? No, no, yeah. we've actually gone, I've, of course, well, my entire family of the previous generation, my parents and grandparents yeah. did lots of canning mm -hmm. and uh, we kind of blanch and freeze. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very easy, yeah, yeah. Lantern freeze is is a is a pretty good way to go, and when you have that available to you, um, and it's if you don't run out of room. <laughs> this year, I sort of suspect I'm going to run out of room for my tomatoes because uh, we're, we've got a real good crop coming. I, I, I do, too. Mm -hmm. I, the, the interesting thing about the ball jars is mm -hmm. thanks to my my uh, late mother's propensity to collect antiques, yeah. plus the fact that my grandparents never threw anything out, mm -hmm. uh, I've got some real ancient ball jars, some mm. beautiful colored ones, blue and green and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, yeah. they're actually nice little antique artifacts. <laughs> but I bet you they'd still work too, as long as you get the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the gaskets and everything. Yep, yep, probably still work. That's what is um, is amazing about them. When they I look, they look just the same as the new ones. <laughs> yep, and they all work together just the same. Now, one thing uh, that I noticed it was interesting in in uh, canning for the water bath method. The, they were saying on the on the ball website that um, it's no longer considered necessary to boil the lids. That you, you know, as long as your jars are, you know, hot, when you put the hot liquid in them, you can, you know, you can put the, the you know, cold lid right out of the box on there. Well, actually, they say to wash them first, wash them and dry them. You put that right on top of the warm glass jar and then immerse it in the water and do that. Um, that was, that's a change. I mean, we've always boiled uh, our, our lids beforehand. It always was, you know, we supposed to do it for so many minutes. And But, um, yeah, I just noticed that. That was a change I hadn't. And I don't know if that means that they changed the formula of the gasket, that it's not necessary, or, you know, it's just not necessary. So, anyway, uh, if... I, I do go to the farmer's markets and buy the dilly beans that mm. other people have yeah. preserved that way. And, yep. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we do. We try to do 30 of them every year. I don't know that we're going to make it this year, but um, we do 30 of them. It's great because um, if you if you grow uh, your... If you plan on doing this, then you want to make sure you're using uh, bush beans because the bush beans will... Uh, produce, you know, within a few weeks, you know, you'll get one good harvest and then you'll get a second good harvest. And so that, you know, you'll basically get it all done at once. Whereas um, if you grow them on, uh, uh, you know, the uh, pole beans, right, that'll, you know, you'll have sort of a continuous harvest. So you just go right, right through till the end of the season and you just have 
Interesting, just for everyday eating. In mm-hmm. other words, pick yeah. the beans and cook them. Ed, Ed Smith and I both agreed mm-hmm. that uh, pole beans of the same variety mm-hmm. taste better than the bush beans. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I really think so. You know, and Ed said, I agree. So that was one of the, I well, think the only time. <laughs> if you're talking about taste and flavor, yeah. the, the Roma bean, which is actually sort of flat looking, mm-hmm. That one, for me, has the, the, the most tender beans that you can ever, ever ask for. They're, they're definitely worth growing if you get a chance to do the Roma beans. Well, my daughters love the purple beans yeah, that turn yeah. green. And, they turn and, green and anyway. They're both, but, pole, and they're both pole and, uh-huh. and bush varieties uh-huh. and, and the yellow beans, oh, yeah. which my wife and I really like. Yeah, and, and those retain both, their yellow color. And they, they retain their yellow color, but, yeah. they're, but they're available in both pole and uh, uh-huh. bush variety uh-huh. so the, the way my wife and I work this is uh, is I cut the beans right uh, you know I, I cut them right to size of the, those jars and the, you know the quilted jars they're a pint and a half you know so I have them all cut up in little piles and then she you know she does the oh um, we both peel the garlic and then she has her her, her uh, pickling spice so she does her pickling spice a clove of garlic she packs all those in puts the vinegar uh, brine on them and then we you know put them in the in the bath you know and so we do 30 of those and it's uh you know they're christmas presents there anytime somebody walks in the house oh here here's a jar of jelly beans and i'm like gee honey we're getting low on those you know know, these are precious we're not gonna have any more (laughs) but no off they go (laughs) i'm getting hungry for for pickles and beans it's amazing homegrown tomatoes and pickles and beans you know when when we get to the bottom of a jar of pickles i have Mm. one little habit that the rest of the family looks at me like dad is nuts (laughs) i when i get to the bottom i drain the i drain all the fluid out yeah uh into a strainer and i save all the pickle spices yeah and i just chew them oh yeah sure (laughs) well well try this though and dill and and the mustard seeds yeah they're delicious and when you when you empty you finish emptying that out cut up some fresh carrots uh-huh. Okay, and then just fill that jar. Oh, okay. And you'll have these pickled carrots, and uh, it's great. You can, you know, there's all kinds of stuff you can put in there besides the carrots, but the carrots are are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. But hopefully, whoever's calling is uh, will, is is, uh, is running a uh, dilly bean delivery service. I hope so. <laughs> Hello, your your first name in town, please, in the garden. No dilly bean service. Oh, okay. hey, Nora. Nola. Nola, Nola I'm sorry. Nola. Yeah, it's okay. I good. I should be out cutting the grass. You should cut be. Cut our grass with a real, real mower. And it's well, a good job. And then I heard you talking about beans, and I thought, quick, call. <laughs> well, Nola, I'm glad you called. It's good to hear from you. Well, My wife asked me last week, well, has, has the lady with the poems called yet? <laughs> I no, said, no, I've got a pile of them. We'll save one for next week. Okay, I do good. have a big pile of them. Just a little nugget of why beans are amazing. Uh-huh. Um, you guys are, I mean, in my book, Roma is the like, mm-hmm. sirloin steak. Of there you beans. go. Yes, you'll have to try them, Joel. Yeah, he'd like I'm writing this Joel. down as we speak. <laughs> but um, you may or may not be aware of the fact that Jim Foster of Vermont Natural Ag Products was killed last year in a farming accident. Um, great guy, good friend of mine, great family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I talked to them this spring about the possibility that. of putting in a 
a garden to remember Jim right next to their office where people come to. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, what was the office? What are you talking about? Well, Vermont Natural Ag Products. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Voodoo and Momix and all mm -hmm. those other mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. No, I, I knew I knew Jim um, very well too because he was uh, one of the directors of the uh, of the Addison Field days, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we we uh, WDEV goes down there, and he made us feel very much at home. One of the one of the really very nice, personable guy who uh, seemed to be uh, on top of everything with regard to agriculture and very friendly about it. And I was uh, I was. Deeply saddened a year or so ago when uh, yep. I learned of his passing. Well, at the service they had for him in Middlebury, it was standing room only and then some. Mm. And all they talked about, all the minister talked about was Jim, family, farm, and friends. And mm. that's Jim. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we started this garden this year. My husband and I went down. We put up some tripods made of some young birch saplings that were growing in the garden. And we planted scarlet runner beans Mm, mm. And what they may lack in taste, they're <laughs> the bean that just keeps on giving. So right now, mm -hmm. we've got the beans going up the tripods, their scarlet red flowers are blooming, and smiles are coming. Yeah, and those are the, the speckled red and white ones? I guess speckled, uh, kind of more... Sure, why not? I, I think of them almost like a, a Guernsey cow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. I grew those a, a bunch of years ago, uh, not because I was interested in how they tasted, but I was told if you want to see hummingbirds come into your vegetable oh. garden, plant these. And yeah. I did, and they did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, they love the flowers. They do. And, and the red. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, these plants, they give us so much. Mm -hmm. They really do. Mm -hmm. So, okay, one last thing, and then yep. back to the grass. And that is sometime, it doesn't have to be today, I'd like you guys of wisdom and knowledge to expound on <laughs> what value chickweed has. Um, I, you know, we live in the woods. We don't have the same weeds that people have in other places, but every year, chickweed, and they know where I plant the carrots. Any place on this property, look, yeah. there's a carrots, go! There you go. And, you know, you just can't go and go, Mm -hmm. Then all the carrots come out. Mm -hmm. um, so that I, I'm trying to find love in my heart for chickweed, mm. but it it's, hasn't worked yet. Well, you know, like anything else, uh, nature abhor, abhors the vacuum, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, that's it's definitely a cover crop. You know, it's it's meant to uh, you know it's meant to fill in the spaces, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and it does that very very well. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a little too well, but. Oh, it just, it's, it's an incredible plant. I mean, you look at it and you say, oh, it's just a stupid little plant. No big deal. Uh -huh. You go to pull it out. Uh -huh. You've got miles of roots. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's incredible. Yeah. It's an amazing plant. So we'll keep pulling them out and do it on <laughs> rainy days when the stress is low. And someday we'll learn to find love for Okay. <laughs> well, we'll I'll explore a little bit, uh, okay. a little chickweed love. Maybe there's something we can make out of it that you could. Yeah. Well, they sell it. They sell chickweed seeds in the Johnny Seeds catalog, and I find that 
<laughs> Ironic, isn't it? Unbelievable. Well, they sell dandelion seeds too. So. They do. It's very true. <laughs> they give it a fancy name, but it's basically well, I'm dandelion. I'm growing one of them for my greens mix. See? Calico dandelion. Yeah, see? And it's gorgeous mm -hmm. as long as you don't keep cutting and recutting. Yeah, because it gets once better. Once you start doing that, they turn into cow food. Mm. One cut, mm -hmm. pull it out, plant mm -hmm. arugula. Mm hmm. So, having said all of that, you guys have a great week, and I'll, I'll have a poem your way next time. Okay, thanks, Thank Noel. You know. We'll look forward to it. Be well. Bye-bye. Yep. When, when I was a kid, and uh, I guess when I was about 14 or so when we moved from the Bronx to Westchester, um, along the Bronx River Parkway, along the median, the uh, uh, older uh, Italian women would be uh, from Italian-American women, but a lot of them had immigrated, would be picking dandelions in the median, and mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't figure out it. Yep. So finally, I uh, asked Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Shiravolo, who uh, was a family mm -hmm. uh, who near, near my dad's store in the Bronx, I said, what, what, what are, all the, what, what are mm -hmm. all the Italian folks doing with the dandelions? She said, mm -hmm. let me show you. Don't tell your dad I gave you some of this. Whoa, that dandelion wine. I said, I can't wait till, I, <laughs> till I'm old enough <laughs> to A, drive, and B, to have a bottle of this myself. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the dandelion wine. Wow, yeah, there I, you I, go. I, yeah. Homemade and, and, uh, and delicious. Well, so there's, there's a use we'll for everything. We'll that's right. Yeah. Well, you got dandelion love there. We'll see if we can find some. Yeah. Chickweed love. <laughs> the, other, the other thing was to make a quick, a long story short. Mm -hmm. uh, it had to have been at least 30 years ago that I went along the causeway mm -hmm. in Colchester, you know, mm -hmm. the one that was damaged and the bike people use that. Yep. But nobody used it back then, at least as far as I know. But I went and brought some mint. Oh. I figured I could use the mint mm -hmm. for my, uh, you know, for my iced tea. Yep. Well, I could... <laughs> I still have it. Yeah, I've tried to get rid of it, and yep. it, it just keeps on coming and coming That's, and coming. It's one of the hardiest yep. plants uh, that there is. Let's let's go to another caller. Okay. Your first name in town. You're on the air with Peter Burke. Hi, this is Jim from Williamstown. Hey, Jim. How's it going? Hey, not too bad. Hey, I was wondering, my, my uh, onions are about the size of a baseball, a little bit bigger. Yeah. I'd like to harvest and plant some more. Am I well, going to wait for uh, You can harvest them. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's fine. This is a good time of year. I noticed that the garlic is, is ready to harvest. Um, and if there's the size is right, then yeah, you're absolutely right to harvest them and cure them and, uh, you know, store them. But uh, I don't think you're going to get, you don't have a long enough season. How did you plant these, from, uh, from the little sets, or did you, grow plant, did you grow plants to? No, these are sets. They're the, the little, little onions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't have a long enough season to actually, uh, to actually do those. What you'll end up with is scallions, and nothing wrong with scallions. But no, no. You know, you. I don't think you'll get a good bulb because the bulb is sort of a. Would you say there's a certain point in time when it starts to bulb, and that's, you can't really duplicate that. Um, you know, it's a cycle that, that they're aware of that we aren't aware of necessarily. So I don't think you'll get a bulb. So I probably should just hold off a little bit. What should I do? Bend the tops. Yeah, bend the tops down is a good time to do that. Bend them down, and they'll start to... Uh, are they starting to brown up a little bit on the tops? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Time to bend them down. 
you know some people use the back of a rake or whatever or just i mean it's so easy you can just use your hand but that's usually what i do yeah, yeah that's what i do too um and uh then they'll start to cure and that's an important part of the process is curing them let them dry out you know before you put them in the cold cellar is that yeah. is that where you store them as a cold cellar or just a bin in the yeah in the pantry? No, in, down in the coolest part of the cellar mm -hmm. yep <laughs> furthest away from the wood stove there you go yeah yeah that's perfect that'll, that'll do the trick and yeah this is the time of year it's hard to really think. Well, August is uh, is a time for harvest, but it really is. And uh, I hate to mention this, but it's always August fifteenth when I see the first leaf turn. So, you know, we're we're going into harvest season now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's still plenty to plant. This is hardly the end of the the gardening season. I mean, it, it's time to you, you put on your to do list. It's time to, of course, plant another round of mescaline. Um, you should probably try some radishes again. It's been too hot for them, but probably right about now you you may be able to get some good radishes. Of course, plant more arugula, um, some of the iceberg lettuces you want to plant. All those things are, you know, there's still plenty of time to plant, but. You know, yeah. for the for these kinds of crops, those long season crops, you know, it's time to harvest a lot of them or begin to think about. It. Maybe I'll just build another raised bed just for total onions. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You can't have too many onions. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Uh, Jim, thanks for calling. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I listen to you guys all the time. Oh, good. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Um, good. Well, uh, let us know how the onions come out, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, what kind you. of onion are you planting, anyway? Oh, these are yellow onions. Okay, the, probably the Beauregard, or what do they call it? Uh, well, anyway. Oh, some, something yellow. I picked up at Jailbranch, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. So. All right, great. All well, right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, yeah. thank, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Like take uh, our final break right now for two of our fine sponsors, Clausen's at Clausen's and Colchester. Where go to Clausen's.com online and boy, they have some great Monday coupons. They come Monday and you can use them for the rest of the week. Uh, great half price off uh, kind of deals. And of course, the folks at Menards Agway, whom I always stop in and visit on my way to Morrisville when I'm doing some work on our companion station, WLVB, right down in uh, the Morrisville area. Great, great businesses both. Clausen's is celebrating summer with Clausen's Grown Annuals, Perennials, Vegetables and Herbs. At Clausen's, you'll find festive plants, seeds, colorful pottery, unique gifts, and novelty items, as well as fabulous new garden accents and a full-service flower shop. Print out your weekly online coupons from Clausen's.com. Summer is here at Clausen's Florist Green House and Perennial Farm, 187 Main Street, Colchester. Open seven days a week. Think summer, think Clausen's. It's time for field days. Hi, this is Tiffany at Menards Agway. Get the feed your animals want at a great price. We stock Blue Seal feeds, Poulin, Neutrina, Triple Crown, Green Mountain, and Morrison's Organic. At family owned and operated, Menards Agway, your yard, garden, and pet place at the end of Stafford Ave off the bypass. Open seven days a week. 50 pound bags of cracked corn are just $9.25 each, every day low price. Great price on that cracked corn. You put that down 
underneath your feeders for the uh, ground feeders, the morning doves that, uh, that, that come. I, I, st- I feed them all the time. And the uh, mm-hmm. reason we're not hearing Peter. Chip, chipmunks and the squirrels. Oh, yeah, well, Chip, Elroy the chipmunk, <laughs> my tame chipmunk, loves it as well. Fills his little cheeks with it. I, I wish he wouldn't go into the garden, too. I give yeah. him so much on the, on the, underneath the deck. Why does he have to go into you'd the think, garden? You'd think he'd be grateful enough. I, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, forget that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my, my wife says, you do all these things to keep things out of the garden, then you feed them right next to the house. <laughs> well, that's the plan, you know. If you feed them enough, then maybe they won't go in the oh, garden. Well, huh? my whole secondary education, my, you know, my undergraduate and graduate school is all with animal behavior, so I've never lost the uh, the joy that I get from just watching animals in their natural setting. And of course, they come pretty close to you when you, uh, you know, when you have all these feeders on on the deck. I put peanuts on my windowsill, and uh, the blue jays come right up to the window. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, they come <laughs> flying in like like dive bombers. Uh, well, oh oh, but I anyway, have... it's your radio program, and we. <laughs> I have a picture for you then, and I'll show it to you later. But uh, my wife was going out to get the mail, and and you know I don't if if you have a one of those boxes, the square boxes oh, for yeah. the uh, the newspaper, right? We have the Times Argus box, and she looks in, and there is there must be like twenty five acorns sitting inside there where the squirrel has brought them in there. Semper paratus, yes. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm convinced the chipmunks can't remember where they put all that. These guys uh, come every day and load up, you yeah, know, yeah, for the uh, entire day. There must be a, there must be a twelve foot pile of well, of everything out there. You know, well, it, it's true. It's true because uh, you know we would plant uh, buckwheat, you know, uh, for the garden, you know, as a green manure and stuff. And and we would look and look and look, and it wouldn't come up. And then next thing you know, we'd see these little uh, little you know, little one-inch round dots of buckwheat coming up in mass. So they were scooping it all up and then burying it, you know, all together in mass, you know. And so we would have these <laughs> these little dots of buckwheat coming up. You know, I, I still read some of the literature, the uh, experimental literature, and mm-hmm. chickadees are, are a bird that'll come and take a seed and then fly away and put it somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. It, it has multiple places. Anyway, uh, the, the short, short version of this is that if you were to measure the weight of a chickadee brain in the spring and summer, it's lighter uh, than a chickadee brain in the winter. Really? And they believe that uh, they that the, the the animal has evolved to develop more brain power in the winter, so it remembers where its seeds are. That's uh-huh. a very rash speculation. But why? It, it's one of the few birds who has greater brain mass in one time of the year than another. So uh, hmm. you know, <laughs> so you can make. I wonder if that happens that, with Vermonters too. <laughs> I think my brain is just steadily shrinking. Regardless, it's like of, where is that car? I know it's out there in the I, snow somewhere. Why can't I ever remember when she says bring milk? You know, I can't. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't, I'm gonna stay away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember the flip side of Eddie Forty Five from 1958, but I can't remember. You know, please bring home a gallon of milk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, in the garden, <laughs> you guys have uh, tune in next week. Ed's going to be here, and uh, I'm going to listen in myself uh, and uh, 
see uh listen to ed and uh i might even call in now that i think of we it. invite you to it it'll be all home week as ed that's Smith right will be back yeah here yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the show myself <laughs> well thank you very much and thanks to all who listened today to right. for in the garden with peter burke there you go By inch, row by row, gonna make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. In the Garden today has been brought to you by the Willie Store, your true value hardware store near Caspian Lake in Greensboro. Clausen's Florist, Greenhouse and Perennial Farm, Route 2 in Colchester, right in town and online at Clausen's.com. Guy's Farm and Yard, your neighborhood community feed, grain, animal, and yard store. Locations in Morrisville, Montpelier, St. Albans, and Williston. That means there's one near you. Grow compost just down the road from uh, WDEV. Compost, soils, mulches, and uh, great garden advice. Check out, check their home garden. That's the best advertisement for their uh, product, let me tell you, right there on Route 2 in Moortown. PR Lumber, your complete local lumber store, Route 15 in Walkett. By Menards Agway, your yard, garden, and pet place, Brooklyn Street in Morrisville. Blossom Cottage Florist, top quality flower arrangements, Route 302 in Barry, and their neighboring uh, business, Taste of the North, online at tasteofthenorth.com. By Linda's Apparel in Virgins, bursting with vibrant colors, stylish accessories, sparkling jewelry, and the most captivating collections of ladies' fashions around. Linda's Apparel, Main Street, Virgins. By Jail Branch Greenhouse, perennials, annual soils, and great selection, Route 302 in Barry. And your locally owned Agway store, seeds, feeds, and a whole lot more, Route 2 in Montpelier. Do join us again next Saturday at 1230 for In the Garden.